and welcome. My name is Lauren and you're listening to Curiosity Chit Chats. Welcome back. It's the first episode of the next season. What um, season are we on? We're on season two now. Welcome. Season two. Yeah. I'm really excited. It's going to be a very fun season. I've taken some time off of school because of everything that's going on and it was just a bit too much. So I took the liberty of deferring for this quarter and maybe next quarter out of UCR to spend time on myself. And part of the things that make me happy is this podcast. So here we are. How sweet. Yeah. I'm really excited to be doing a podcast today. Uh, it's probably going to be a short little rambling one. There's no plan. We just thought we'd talk about politics I've been learning a lot about Native American culture. Maybe we could talk about that too. And oh, this yeah, book I'm about to buy and read. Yeah. That's what's been going on. Native American stuff. Yeah. Nothing else going no, on. No, nothing else. Nothing else of interest. In the entire stuff. world. So few uh, have been living under a rock and not on social media these past few weeks. Joe Biden is predicted to be the candidate-elect for... President-elect of the United States of America. Yes. And I love what Instagram's doing right now with that. What they're doing is if you share any political information... Before you share that, they have this thing where you have to make sure it's true or at least look at the actual facts because it's so good. I'm so glad they're doing this. I think. Did you say there's like a button or something? Yeah, you can share anyway or you can like go see what the facts were real quick. I haven't sh- seen like what the actual facts were on that because <laughs> um, I know like I'm not sharing bullshit or anything, but um, I thought that was great dangerous times to be sharing your political beliefs on the internet no matter what you post somebody's gonna get pissed off yeah but maybe that's why everyone is everyone's just used to that now i feel like we've been living online for so many months now right yeah i feel like people are so used to being at home Mm -hmm. with people like similar mindsets and beliefs or whatever Mm -hmm. so the second that they're challenged like one they've been at home where like you can talk however you want to your siblings whatever i'm sure you and gerard talk a different way to each other than you do sure. to some stranger on the street. So they've been so used to being around their family members that they can talk whatever they want, and two, not having their beliefs challenged that. They're having their beliefs challenged, and they've forgotten how to respond like correctly to that. Yeah, and that's so going to be interesting coming out of quarantine, and whether that's going to evoke like, the civil war everyone's talking about, or even if that's still on the table at this point. I don't know, I think people chill out a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's crazy times, man. Crazy times. Um, even Fox News is like, okay, y'all are acting crazy. Which, I mean, I think that's just PR on their side. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like... like You elicited this. Yeah, I mean, it's their fault. But what I'm saying is, um, like, the Trump campaign is acting so crazy. They're not even backed up by Fox News on this. They're like, no, that's not true. Yeah. They're just, like, completely going that's off the true. rails. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Which says a lot about the RNC and the DNC. Like, what really is going on there? The RNC? I mean, not even the RNC, just, like, the the, the GOP and the people affiliated with it. I don't know. It's really shown me that they don't have beliefs. Like, they've become the party of Trump. Like, like before Trump, they were just, you know, the... (laughs) This doesn't make them better, but they were just, like, the people who didn't really care about social issues and were more interested in... In economic gain. Yeah, yeah, things like that. And now it's just become, like, the party of Trump. Whatever Trump believes, that's what they're going to yeah. back up. And obviously not every Republican is like this. Obviously I have people that listen to podcasts that aren't those sort of Republicans. But there's enough that it's, like, being part of that group should be enough for you to say, I don't want to be a part of this group, I don't want to identify as this group. 
there's enough people in it that if I were in that position, I would say, no, I don't identify as this. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think because we're so just so deep into politics and our own sort of information bubbles at this point, it's going to be a very hard pull to yeah. take people out of these. That's the interesting thing, being away from home. Yeah. Is I'm not hearing the other side of it. I'm uh-huh. only hearing what I'm used to hearing now. Yeah. And so, like, being around my parents, I'd be hearing the other side, you know, yeah. the, the right-wing stuff. And now that I'm not, it's kind of interesting because, like, when I was living with them... Do you think the word right-wing is sort of, like, liberal slow-fake? Do you think that's offensive to... No, no, no. I mean, right-wing, left-wing... When you say right-wing... I was just thinking about that today. No. Sorry, go on. It's not the same thing. Yeah. But... At least I hope not. I mean, (laughs) but... Yeah, let me know if it does offend you. (laughs) I, I was just saying that, like... I don't get the other side of the coin, and so it's weird seeing these baseless claims of election fraud mm-hmm. and not having, like, any any insight from the other side. Normally I would hear these wild things and, like, I would at least see where they're getting their information, quote-unquote, from. Yeah. And now that I don't see it, I'm just seeing these bizarre claims that people are stealing the election, there's rampant election fraud on, and as far as I know, there's been zero evidence given. I don't find it too bizarre. The right has always, and the left, will continue to make sure that their followers believe what they want to believe. Yeah, they perpetuate whatever philosophy exactly. they want Exactly. So if there's a video from Russia they never fact check, but elicits their campaign ideas, they are going to share it as fact. But I'm saying it's really weird being in, at this point yeah. where I'm not living with them, where I'm not seeing. Uh-huh. I'm seeing just my information bubble. I'm used to seeing my stuff and the parent, my parents' stuff, the stuff that they see. Now I'm just seeing my stuff, so it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, I mean, that just shows how powerful information bubbles are now. Yeah. Because I don't see any of that stuff whatsoever. When I was at home just a couple weeks ago, I would right? see the other side. And that's why it's so important to make sure to have be having these conversations across the parties. At the same time, it's got to be civil. Like, the thing with your dad, yeah. that is just too far. So, what happened with my dad, I want to kind of explain this without being name-calling name or anything like that. Name-dropping, nothing yeah. like that. But, yeah. Basically, what happened, we've had a long-time friend in the family, uh, family friends that I've been raised with. Um that I feel like I'm making it a much bigger deal than they'll probably hear it. But basically, they when Biden was said to have been elected, he, they went to my dad and basically said, fuck you, Biden lovers, and all this crazy stuff, completely like demeaning the entire friendship. And maybe he was saying it out of, you know, you're my friend, I need to vent, and you, I know you won't take it this way, but it really didn't seem like that. I mean, even if that's the thing, I think most people don't view their friends as a punching bag in the first place. And second off, you shouldn't be so invested in your own team, Mm quote-unquote, your own political party, to the point where you feel you need to vent, especially to that degree, to somebody you care about. And hurt them. You should not be that invested in the outcome of an election to the point where you need to go threaten to kill your friend, you know? Uh-huh. Like, that's that's stepping... That's that's just insane. That is ridiculous, like, party allegiance and brainwashing. Like yeah, on both sides at this point. I know, but... I mean, okay, we don't... We don't say... If somebody votes for Trump, yeah, I'm gonna roll my eyes at them, but I'm not gonna be like, I'm grabbing my gun right now, you know? Like, yeah. the same way that he did. Yeah. Like, we aren't gonna go that insane. We're just gonna be like, oh, you kind of have shitty political opinions. Which, I mean... And I really do think this just came from because they recently... 
changed into a, an environment that is extremely affirming to their own political yeah, beliefs. Yeah, they're definitely in their own. And so they feel bubble. like this is not crazy to be like telling so people. so worked up about yeah. it and angry and like, why aren't you angry? Everybody I'm around is angry yeah, about this. To the point of like violence mm-hmm. is really scary. But anyway, actually, I was just thinking, um, I don't think this is the second season. I don't actually know. But I feel, I feel uh, I'll like put that in the notes. I think like it's the third season. Right? Because I think I took a break at some point yeah, and then came back. Started, right? Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. What else do you want to talk about? Native I've, American stuff, right? I do. Yeah. By the way, you guys... Brandon almost got into med school. Well, it didn't almost. No, He's in no. the second round. I'm in the second round. I mean, that's not really important. No. I want to tell everyone. To I wonder if I can tell everyone. I'm like going to scream it from the rooftops. Yeah. That's it, Freddie. Thank you. You're welcome. Back to Native Americans. So, I think that word also is probably not the correct term. Native Americans? Yeah, some people just want to be called by their tribal name, which I guess makes sense, but there's a lot of tribal names to keep track of. If you see a white person, you don't, you're not like, go and look at that, go look at that Spanish person, or go look at that Russian guy, you know, you just say, mm. look at the European guy, you know? Right. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a thing. Well, I've gotten to the point in my um, obsession with understanding Native Americans through TikToks, <laughs> where I understand the difference between North and Southwestern Native Americans, and... So, I don't, I, I just, I don't think anybody's going to be offended if you say Native right. Americans but I think, as a general term. Okay. Fair enough. I can't look at somebody and be like, oh, I know you're Cherokee. <laughs> you know? Yeah, which is the sad part, right? Um, I mean, you can't look at somebody and know they're from Sweden, you know? Right. I mean, you kind of can, but not really. Yeah, unless you like, you gotta be, You there. have to be really thin-skinned to be offended by somebody calling you Native American. Well, so, anyway, let's just get away from that topic. <laughs> this is going to be a, a sinkhole. <laughs> uh, anyway... Um, I wanted to talk about this book my friend Jason put me on to. love talking to Jason. He's got very different political opinions from me. But it's not, it's not, um, it's not like hateful. You guys can just agree to disagree. Yeah, definitely. We have productive conversations, even if we piss each other off sometimes, which is great. I love it. Yeah. Um, if Jason allows it, I'll go ahead and, uh, at him in the the story that I post for this podcast today. Anyway, he put me on his book called, I'm trying to find it now, The, oh, Empire of the Summer Moon, and it's an account of the historical impact, well, the historical account of the last Comanches that were fighting with colonizers and basically the white people coming from the east to get the rest of the western continent. Um, I'm really excited to read it. It spans, I don't know if it spanned any time limit, but I think it had it on the cover of the book. Well, anyway, uh, that's coming in next week, and I can't wait to talk to you guys about it. I've been learning so much about Native Americans and, like, the significance of the body in the Americas in general. Because um, I'm from Uruguay, we don't really have Natives at all. Like, there's no fucking talking about any of this sort of... I was like, you're not from Uruguay, right? My dad's from (laughs) Uruguay. I'm sort of from Uruguay, by extension. (laughs) No, I've been there, and there's really no understanding of it there, and so I've been really excited that I've had time now to be exploring this topic. Uh, They talk a lot about hair, and I wanted to explain... 
well, I'm not really explaining. I'm just sort of sharing what I saw on TikTok, which is obviously not the breadth of Native Americans. Uh, but basically, their hair is a very important part of their lifestyles. And it seems like most men in Native American tribes feel a lot of white social pressure to cut off their hair because that's sort of the male norm. But it's something really cultural and like, if someone touches your hair, they have you. They need to trust you a lot, and you have to trust them a lot. That you have good intentions and good energy that you're bringing to their hair to braid it and things like that. So it's very like deep rooted in their culture, and they feel like when white society enforces the standard, that it's really demeaning for them. I wouldn't say that's exclusive to Native American culture, though. Of course I mean, not. No. The thing in like Chinese culture, same uh-huh. thing in a lot of African culture. Yeah. And that's not exclusive to Native American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta stop judging people on their hair, man. Honestly, like, it's tiring. Like, why are white people so obsessed with gender roles? It's not even that. It's just I don't know. I feel like a lot of people care too much about you looking normal, like assimilation. People care way too much about that, and we shouldn't because we're a melting pot. Exactly. Like, but I think the way America was founded was not to be a melting pot. I know, but it is. I mean, it has in- to accept this, otherwise we can't really grow. And I think up until I have no like source or basis for this, but I think like up until the fifties, uh, America really prided itself on being a, a melting pot in that. Like, multiple cultures were... Not not in the way that you're thinking of. Okay. But not everybody wanted to be cookie-cutter or whatever. Like, I know um, a big chunk of my family, because they're from the East Coast, um, a lot of them, like, when they would go out into town, there would be big cultural events where everybody came and their whatevers. Mm-hmm. Like, our family would come in Lederhosen, and Irish people would come in kilts, things like that. Uh-huh. Like, they really celebrated... Everyone's culture? Yeah, the culture, but I mean, at the same time, that was all European culture, like yeah. German, Irish, all that stuff. Exactly. But I know that stuff was like super widely celebrated, having a bunch of different cultures. And then recently, recently being in the past 70 years, it's been a lot about assimilation, everybody looking the same. Like, I think once. I don't know, I feel like America's kind of a conundrum in that sense. Like, it wants to be so diverse and act like it embraces everyone, but at the end of the day, like, it's still white, white people. That's that's what I was getting to, Yeah. Like, in the past 70 years, it changed from celebrating culture, and then you had black people Except for black and natives. They started exploring (laughs) their culture. Very important, yeah. Asian Asian immigrants started celebrating their culture, and all of a sudden it it became about assimilation. You know, culture's not a good thing Mm -hmm. to be proud of, we're all American. So the idea of the melting pot started going away. That's what I was getting. Yes. That it was celebrated. We need to be American. It was celebrated prior to that when it was just different European cultures. Then it became different ethnic cultures, and all of a sudden, no, we all. You need Mm. to become American. You need to. Mm -hmm. You need to assimilate. Yeah, and if not, we'll just uh, put you in a a Japanese internment camp. Yeah, like think. Oh, you're Chinese. Don't worry. You can go. Think (laughs) on the East Coast, though. Like they have um, different different areas in different states like you have the Pennsylvania Dutch things like that where mm-hmm. they, they had like these whole cultural hubs for people yeah you don't have that for like black people at all I guess we sort of have like New Orleans Chicago but that that's not really the same though that's African American that's not African well well what do you mean by that 
you have hubs celebrating African American culture in a different way. No, well, no. New Orleans celebrates Native American culture. That's not my point, though. I'm, I'm saying, oh, okay. I'm saying they they don't have things celebrating like you don't have a Uganda district in in California. You know, you don't have these hubs for different cultures in, in like Africa or, or Asia in the same way yeah. that you do. I mean, you have Chinatown in San Francisco, but you have you have these different areas that belong to these different. Uh, Indo-European cultures, uh-huh. but you don't have that for any non-white countries that I can think of. Well, maybe we're just not exposed to it either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. America does not accept non-white culture in the same way that they really yeah. do celebrate white culture. Yeah. Like if somebody went out wearing a kilt, everybody would be like, "Ooh!" But you have a kid who's wearing dreads. The school tells him he needs to cut his hair. Exactly. Yeah. So my whole point from what you brought up is that's not an issue exclusive to Native Americans. That's yeah. exclusive to a lot of cultures because mm-hmm. America does not accept it because it's a non-white culture. And this really goes back to the original religion that they brought over, because. In Eastern Europe, it was never as much about color within, like, Lithuania and things like that. Like, once they had color, they were like, wow! But if it's a really indoctrinated religious culture, in my opinion, they are less likely to accept those of different races because they just don't understand it, like, at least in the history of civilization. But I obviously don't know anything about that. Yeah, something really tangential on that, though, that I... Kind of find interesting is like white people sees a black person for the first time they freak out they like well i'll just i'll go from the well, other here's here's the thing though because the original white people that came here were not educated they were pirates right no no no, no. okay so, here so was, that's like a thing to put into account too sorry my thing was uh you see these tribes where a white person comes mm-hmm. to their tribe it's the first time a black person has ever seen a white person they are surprised and they're some of them are scared but they're not violent they like they want to touch your hair they want to do all these things they're, they're interested whereas our white people's reaction to seeing a black person for the first time was either kill or enslave yeah super intense super like not to do with really anything we were talking about i just thought it was interesting well so that goes back to the church that i'm trying to get at is the thing of like they literally thought that people that didn't look like them were demonic human beings they thought adam and eve was how the civilization started so they thought these people were not human they you know what i mean which is super fucked up because human nature is not understanding these things but i think it was just uneducated people that came to america originally yeah well yeah and then because those are the only people that would come out i mean the the thomas edison you know, Benjamin Franklin's, George Washington's, they're not going to come to America right away. They're too valuable. Mm. Who are we going to send out the, the expendable people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not going to send their best and smartest. To quote the great president of the United States, they're going to send rapists. They're sending murderers. They're sending rapists. Yeah, we did that. We yeah. did that, Trump. <laughs> Projection a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just true, though. You're right. I mean, they, they're not sending their scholars. They're not sending their... They're sending the people that they can afford to lose. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, as history showed us, they're sending murderers and rapists. Yeah. So that's why I'm really excited to learn about our Native history, because I think it completely ties into our political what a, history What a right nice now. full circle we right? did Right? Yeah. Good job. Not even planned. We don't <laughs> even have stuff. Yeah. Like I don't know. We've been talking for a while. We've been in quarantine now for nine months. Ten? 
<laughs> no, we've been in quarantine since March. Right. So seven months. Yep, of just us talking Almost most of the months. time. So yeah, I'm not even surprised. <laughs> well, I think that's all I wanted to talk about. Um, updates. Has pottery been going? Really good. Really good. I'm actually looking at my pottery right now. I love that I ask you that, even though I know how pottery's been going. <laughs> I, I, that's why you're the best host ever. I, I mean, co-host. I know, I know everything that's going on with your life, but I'm going to ask anyways because it's for the people. Right, of course, yeah. I'm getting into a pottery yard place, uh, basically like a studio where there's a bunch of other potters, um, and they are now opening in a safe way, and I feel comfortable going because they're very nice and very safe. Um, and I just actually made stamps for my pottery so that I can put shit in the kiln eventually. Um, but I'm actually still all on dry clay. If you guys have any questions about clay, though, I would love to talk about it. Um, I've been getting really into sculpture, and because I'm so interested in politics and culture, I think that's also translating into my clay. <laughs> no, definitely. You mean, you mean with your Trump goblin? Yeah. Or Trump wit? No, definitely that one. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that was pretty on the nose. If you guys want to see it. Uh, my rendition of Trump to make sure he doesn't get elected. I did a, a right. whole live he, stream. He, he did not get elected because because I made a sculpture where he looks like a witch. <laughs> so if you yeah. want to send thank you notes to Lauren, go for it. Yeah, go ahead. I'll put my PO box below. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've been really playing. Interestingly enough, not as much with politics, but with this political idea of like the female body and how just generally politicized it is you've been making a lot of naked women with your sculpture yeah because i feel like with trump women have i feel attacked i mean not just with trump but no but this current political climate a lot of rights that are i'm sure a lot of uh subjective demographics feel the same exactly (laughs) obviously i'm not the most feeling attacked right now but obviously that's just what comes out of my emotions in my clothes, so if you guys want to see more of that, it's on my Instagram. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, thanks for joining in, guys. Bye.